morning. Great to be able to come and share and uh, be in the presence of God together. I uh, just want to share a few words with you this morning, um, as I'm wont to do on a Sunday morning. Uh, just a couple of verses, really, um, uh, from the book of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, thanksgiving, sorry, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. What a great passage. I want to speak this morning just on this little verse, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Amen. You know, that's the kind of verse that you either love today or you think, oh, no, I don't want to rejoice. I'm not in a place I want to rejoice today. I'm in a place I want to be miserable. Sometimes that happens in life, doesn't it? Let's be honest. We don't always feel like rejoicing, or is it just me? Looking at some of you, you're in that place too. But, you know, today's a day of rejoicing. We've just dedicated, you know, Gideon and Miriam. It's a day of family celebration. It's a day of rejoicing for many of us who are so close to them and who are rejoicing with uh, John and Phoebe about uh, this gift of life that they have and with the family who are here with us today. But, uh, you know, the Bible says here in this verse, rejoice in the Lord always. It doesn't say rejoice in what's going on always. It doesn't say rejoice in your circumstances always. It doesn't say rejoice because you're having a hard time always. It doesn't say rejoice because you're broke always. It says rejoice in the Lord always. It says, you know, there is a circumstance in our lives as people of God, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we have to start to understand, actually, when you're a follower of Christ, there's something to rejoice about all the time. When you know the Lord, there's something to be happy about all the time. There are reasons to be cheerful. Somebody said to me they should have had Ian Drury out today. That's for the older folk among us. The youngsters are going, Ian Drury, who's he? No. Last week when I was in Cologne, I talked about letters. You know, letters with envelopes. And this crowd just looked at me as if I was a foreigner, which I was. (laughs) But as if I was speaking a totally different language. They were like... Letters? What are you talking about? So I had to convert all my illustrations to Instagram, in it, you know. So I'm trendy enough. Reasons to be cheerful. You see, I believe that the Christian faith gives us reasons to be cheerful. Something to rejoice in, something to hold on to. It's not just about, you know, this faith that we have that was religious, that makes us want to just be serious and kind of get through life. But actually, when you understand who Jesus is and what God has done, there's something to be joyful about in our lives. Amen? And, uh, you know, I, I want us to try and just give some reasons to be cheerful today. I want to uh, exhort you to get into a position where no matter what's going on in your life, you can say, hey, I don't know about that, but this I do know. I can rejoice in the Lord today. I, I don't know about that, but I can rejoice in what God's done in me. And uh, I, I just want to kind of confess that this morning and, and speak it out over our lives and give us a few reasons. Um, okay, so I'm going to go quick. So, you know, they're going to be up on the, on the board just to encourage you. Listen, there might just be one that you take hold of today. That's okay. There's 365 on the board, so it'll be one for every day of the year. You're not sure whether I'm serious or not, are you, Jimmy? Okay, first one, rejoice in his holy name. I love this verse. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice for we trust in his holy name. The name of the Lord tells you about who God is. 
The Bible says that the name of the Lord reveals part of his character. And so when you know the name of the Lord, when you know what God describes himself as, then actually it begins to give you reasons to rejoice. Because he is the Lord our peace. We've just read it. He is the Lord our provider. He is the Lord our healer. We just sung it. He is the Lord who goes before us and makes a way for us. And so when we declare the name of God, we are speaking over ourselves cause to celebrate. Great, isn't it? We, we declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. We declare who God is. And so we can rejoice in it. You see, when we understand who God is, then we start to rejoice in it. If you today just think God is this far off person, maybe here today and you're only here for John and Phoebe and you don't even think there is a God, well, that's fine. Bless you. Put up with us. We're convinced there is. So we understand that. But, you know, um, today we believe that if when you understand who God is, you begin to get hold of it for yourself. It changes your view because you don't then understand God to be this the strict God in the sky. <laughs> Could have been there a while, let's be honest. Um, but we understand God as a generous father who loves us and who cares for us. And something gets into our spirit and we start to rejoice in the name of God. We start to rejoice. Once before I was a Christian, I grew up in a Christian home, by the way. Once before I was a Christian, I, I, I just didn't get it at all. And then I discovered that God loved me. That this amazing God of heaven who fills the universe touched my life. Guess what? I started to rejoice. That actually God cared for me and for who I am. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are saved. There's something that happens when you understand who the name of the Lord is and it gives you cause for rejoicing. Number two, we're going. Rejoice in the goodness of God. 2 Chronicles 6.41. Now arise, Lord God, and come to your resting place. You in the ark of your might. May your priests, Lord God, be clothed with salvation. May your faithful people rejoice in your goodness. How many of you know the Lord is good? The Lord is good. You know, I don't mind if I get a bit excited this morning in church. It's okay. <laughs> Some of you might want to tell somebody, you know, it can be okay. It's okay to be excited. The Lord is good. You know, I, I, I tell you, friends, if we only understood that the Lord is good, everybody blames God for everything, and then they make their own decisions about everything. But the Lord is good. The Lord is good. He's good in his character. He's faithful and just. That's good. The Lord is loving to all he has made. That's good. The Lord is patient. That's good. The Lord's character is good. The Lord's plans are good. The Bible says he will fulfill his plans for us. His good, pleasing, and perfect plans. See, if we can only understand it, why should we rejoice today? Because the Lord, our God, is good. Friends, the Lord is not asking for us to earn our salvation, but he's made a way for us. He's good to us. And so we rejoice today. We don't rejoice just because, uh, uh, you know, we're kind of like um, want to work ourselves up. Although sometimes I think working ourselves up would be better than the opposite. Hello. Working ourselves into a coma. Some of us do that pretty well, don't we? Sometimes it's okay to rejoice. Sometimes it's okay to say, you know what, I'm going to be happy about this. God's good to me. God's blessed me. God's put his uh, hand upon my life. The psalmist says this in Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Friends, you can't control what confronts you in your life, but you can decide what will follow you. It's the goodness of God. Hallelujah. 
It's the goodness of God. We can live in the outflow of the goodness of God. And so therefore, we can rejoice in the Lord. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to declare goodness and mercy will follow over my life. Why? Because God's for me. And when you start to get hold of that, when you start to picture it, when you start to hold it deep within you, it changes everything. Number three, rejoice in his protection. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Isn't it good to be protected by God? Isn't it good to know? Friends, I want you to know, you're saying to me, well, if you knew my life, you wouldn't think I was protected. I want to say to friends, imagine what it would be like without the Lord. It'd be worse, man. The Lord surrounds you, surrounds you with his presence. He goes before you. He comes behind you. He's above and beneath you. The Lord surrounds you with his presence. Listen, his protection is always over you. Rejoice in his protection. Rejoice in the fact that God has got you in the palm of his hand. Rejoice that he won't give you into the hands of the enemy, but will bring you into a spacious place because he delights in you. Friends, I don't mind. Listen, I'm not saying to you, you're never going to have a difficult time. Of course I'm not saying that. That would be crazy. But what I'm saying is even in the difficult time, you need to know that God is with you, that he protects you. He protects you, you know who from? Sometimes he protects you from you. From the things that you decide to do, which are going to lead to disaster. Sometimes he protects you from you. Other times he protects you from evil that comes against your life. Rejoice in his protection. Recognize that he's surrounding you. Sometimes we have to rejoice even when the fire is raging around us. Sometimes we have to rejoice even when we've been lowered into the lion's den. Sometimes we have to rejoice even when uh, things confront us that we can't control. Because we can say, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. His protection is over my life. Number four, rejoice in his comfort. Shout for joy, you heavens. Rejoice, you earth. Burst into song, you mountains. For the Lord comforts his people and would have compassion on his afflicted ones. It's an amazing thing that when we are overwhelmed by life, the comfort of the Lord comes alongside us. That the Lord comes in a way that only he can and he begins to speak deep into our hearts, into our spirits. In fact, Jesus said that when he left, he would send the Holy Spirit, who he called the Comforter, to come and to live in our lives and to teach us and to guide us and to comfort us and to watch over us and to lead us into life. And so therefore he comes to those who are afflicted. He comes to those who are brokenhearted. He comes to those who are downcast. Psalm 34 verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Friends, I don't, I don't know what's going on in your life today, but listen, it might be that you need comfort today. I want to say to you, rejoice. The comforter is here. The one who watches from heaven, the one who sees you, the one who draws you, the one who lives with you and inside you is here for you today. His presence comes before him. May your unfading love be my comfort according to your promise. The psalmist said, what an incredible thing. He understood that the comfort of God surrounded him in every situation. Anybody known the comfort of the Lord here today? Anybody experienced his grace? What an amazing promise. 
that even in the midst of the tragedy and circumstances of life, his comfort has surrounded us. Friends, we need to learn to rejoice in what God has done. <laughs> Who he is to bring cheer to our hearts. Rejoice. Next one, in his restoration. Psalm 30, 53. Oh, that salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. When God restores his people, let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. You know, one of the great themes of the Bible is that God restores lives. He restores that which has been devastated. He restores that which has been destroyed and broken. He restores that which has been overwhelmed by stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but, you know, he restores us. Anybody been restored in the house? Anybody found hope in Jesus in the house? Anybody experienced grace that pours into their lives? Friends, it's, it's something to rejoice about. You know, when we come into this presence of God, uh, it, it's something to remind ourselves on. Actually, you know, once I used to come to church and I used to find it the most boring thing in the face of the earth. Maybe that's where some of you are today. I understand. Um, it's okay. Do you know what I mean? But then I found Jesus. And all of a sudden, church came alive to me. All of a sudden, I understand that actually God had something good for me. All of a sudden, he restored my soul, the Bible says, and I came alive and I began to rejoice in his goodness. And songs that meant nothing to me started to mean something. Hello. Things that looked weird to me started to mean something to me. All of a sudden, people started to shout hallelujah in the middle of the message. Hallelujah. (laughs) People started to get excited. Why? Because something had been restored to them. Something which was broken. Listen, are you saying, oh, it's only needy people who need Jesus? Yeah, it is. Welcome to the needy club. It's just people who understand that we're not good enough to stand before God and say to him, you need to give me everything that I deserve. See, some of us, we can compare ourselves to one another and come off quite well, can't we? I mean, that's how I'm looking at you lot this morning. And let's be honest, that's how you're looking at me. <laughs> but when we, when we look into the face of God, none of us can look to him and say, hey, I've got something to offer you. All we can come is with our broken lives and our disappointment and our failure. And we say, here I am, Lord. And do you know what he does? He restores our soul. He breathes life upon us. He quickens us. And all of a sudden we have a sense of being saved and set free and redeemed and changed. Why? Because in his restoration, he transforms that which is broken. One of my favorite chapters of the Bible is Isaiah 35. It starts like this. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel. And they will see the glory of the Lord. The splendor of our God. You know, when I look around here today, I see lives restored by Jesus Christ. Come on. That's something, isn't it? And all of a sudden we begin to say, you know what? He restores my soul. Rejoice today because he's changed you. You know, you might not be what you should be, but you're not what you were, are you? You know, every time I, you know, look at myself in the mirror on a Sunday morning thinking, I'm a pastor. How did that happen? Some of you think the same thing when you come in on Sunday. How did that happen? I look in the mirror and the enemy of my soul says, who do you think you are? And I say, I don't know who I am. The only thing I know is Jesus has saved my life. 
The only thing I know is that he's changed my heart and my soul. He's restored my soul. He's put within me hope for the future. And I start to get excited all over again. Because Jesus has his hand on my life. He restores us, church. He gives us hope and a future. Rejoice in his restoration. Rejoice in your blessing. I love this. Deuteronomy 12, there in the presence of the Lord your God, you and your family shall lead and rejoice in everything you have put your hand to because the Lord your God has blessed you. Anybody been blessed by God in the house today? Come on, church. When we've been blessed by God, what does that result in? It results in rejoicing. Why do we sing these songs and give ourselves to praise and give ourselves to exuberance? Why? Because we're happy about it. Reasons to be cheerful. He's blessed us. He's blessed us. The Bible says in Ephesians, he's blessed us. with every spiritual blessing in Christ. What does that mean? It means that we've been forgiven of our sin. It means we've been made new creatures in Christ Jesus. It means we've been adopted as children of God. It means we've been given new life. It means the Holy Spirit lives in us. It means that we have hope for the future, that one day we will be with him. Wow. That's, that's what we rejoice in. It's in the blessing of God. Blessed are those who dwell in the house of God. They are ever praising him. What a wonderful thing to count yourself as part of the family of God. Rejoice in your blessing today. Next one. I don't know what number it is. It's only 344 to go or something like that. We're doing okay. Rejoice that your name is written in heaven. What an amazing verse. The disciples came back and said, Juan, even the, even the demons submit to us. And Jesus said to them, don't rejoice that spirits submit to you. You know what he was saying? He said, that doesn't mean much to me. I'm the king of kings. Of course, they'll submit. He said, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Wow. You know, that's why we rejoice today. That's why we're happy today. That's why we have something to celebrate today. That's why we proclaim him king of kings today, because our names are in heaven. Friends, I'm known in heaven. Come on. Friends, you're known in heaven. Isn't that amazing? Our names are written there. It's not like a report card. <laughs> Ailing. Disappointing. <laughs> Friends, that's not what it's like. That might have been my report card on earth. Something like that. I haven't got time to go into that. But my report card in heaven is this. Ailing. Received Christ as Lord. Saved. Changed. Has a future. Man alive, isn't that something to rejoice in today? See, I don't know about you, but I, I think sometimes we're a bit understated in the church. We get a bit used to it, don't we? Sometimes we get used to what, uh, you know, what we have in Christ. I was saying in Germany last week, we got a bit used to being in the EU until we're not. Then we're all a bit uncertain. Get used to things, don't you? Sometimes we get used to being, but friends, sometimes we just have to rejoice because our names are in heaven. That actually God knows us and looks upon us and cares for us. Next one, rejoice because you have an inheritance. Matthew 5 verse 12 says this, Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Listen, we have an inheritance. Jesus told us to lay up treasure in heaven. Isn't that an amazing thing? An inheritance is a funny thing, isn't it? Don't you think? God, inheritance causes all kinds of chaos on earth, doesn't it? You had what? You had the lamp. That was my lamp. You can have the lamp. I don't want the lamp. I left it to you. I don't want it. Friends, that's not the kind of inheritance we're talking about. We're talking about the inheritance of being able to see God face to face and to live in his kingdom. Wow. 
That's the inheritance that we have. And that's why we rejoice. And yeah, it's something that, it's a faith thing. It's something that we're looking forward to. It. It's something that we count ourselves, not as citizens just of this earth, but as citizens of heaven. That's the truth of who we are today. And so we rejoice, not in the fact that we're here in Derby City Church on whatever day it is, 30th of uh, July, 2017, but we rejoice because actually we're known in heaven and our future is there with him. And all of a sudden, something begins to well up in our lives and we rejoice because of what he's given to us. Peter says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope from the resurrection through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you. Can you imagine how wonderful it's going to be to enter into the eternal kingdom and to see Jesus say to us, this is the place that I've prepared for you. I'm hoping there's going to be no gardening in heaven. I know some of you are desperately hoping there will be. Tell you what, if there is, you can do my garden. That, that makes it better for you. That's fine. Do you know what I mean? I just hope we can just say to the grass, would you just be about this height, please? And it obeys. Do you know what I mean? That's my hope. But listen, our inheritance will be enjoying everything that God has prepared for us. Rejoice that God has made a way for you. Nearly finished. <laughs> Rejoice in your Savior. The book of Habakkuk says this, Though the fig tree does not bud, there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Wow. You know what? We can rejoice today in the Lord because he saved us. Because he's given himself for us. Because how he saved us was not through doing some superman act. He saved us through humbling himself and becoming obedient to death on a cross. And then three days later, he rose from the dead and brought to us the promise of eternal life. We can rejoice today in the goodness of who Jesus is for us. Weeping may remain for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's the hope of the Christian faith. That's what we hold on to today. It's not something that's just easy and convenient. It's something which God gives to us. And then finally this morning, rejoice because it's God's will for us. The Bible says there in Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God calls his people to rejoice, to rejoice in him. Sometimes we don't rejoice in the circumstances of our lives. I know some of you today are carrying burdens. I'm not trying to minimize that. I'm not trying to be disrespectful or insensitive to you. I I understand that it's difficult. But I want to say to you that the scriptures urge us today to rejoice in him always. That to find in him everything we need for life to find in him everything we need to go through and to endure and to recognize he's with us and that his grace surrounds our lives. Again, Peter picks it up in 1 Peter 6, 9. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the genuineness of your faith might be proved of greater worth than gold, 
which perishes even though refined by fire. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. doesn't matter what's going on in our lives today. We can rejoice because Jesus has died for us. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. You know, this morning, just as we come to a close of our service, here they are again. Rejoice in his name. Understand who he is. Rejoice in his goodness of the character that he has towards you, his plans for you. Rejoice in his protection, what he's done for you. Rejoice in his comfort and how he works in you. Rejoice in his restoration, what he's brought back to life in you. Rejoice that your name is in heaven and that you have a savior who is preparing a place for you there. Maybe it's hard to rejoice today. The Bible says that we rejoice with those who rejoice and we weep with those who weep. It's not always easy to rejoice in the Lord. I understand that. But I just wanted to present these things to us today just to say to you, there's always a reason to find joy in God. No matter what's going on in your life and in your situation, there's always a reason. And maybe you're here today, visitor who's come to the dedication. Maybe you're here and you come here for the first time. Maybe you're here, you've come regularly. But maybe you don't yet know the joy of salvation. Well, I just want you to think about what I've said this morning. Think about the, the implications of it. Go away and read it and study it for yourself. Talk to God about it. But, but you can know today the joy of his salvation. You can know today the joy of his comfort and his protection. You can know what it means to have your name written in heaven. This is the heart of the Christian message. Rejoice in the Lord always. This is the good news of great joy for all people, which the angels proclaimed when they arrived to the shepherds. You can discover his love and his joy today as we worship him together. It's a day to rejoice in the Lord. Let's pray. You know, as we just come to the close of our service this morning, I want to thank you for listening so attentively to the word this morning and just thank you for being here among us. It's so great that we can gather in this place. And it might be this morning that as you've listened to uh, me speak just about rejoicing in the Lord, maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe uh, life is difficult just now. Maybe you're facing lots of circumstances that surround your life. But I just want to say to you, consider Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross so that you might know life today. And as we go from this place today, I want you just to think about the message of joy in Christ, that you can know him, that you can experience salvation. And even as you leave this place today, I want you just to think about maybe what God has just said to you as we've shared his word today. Just receive his grace afresh this morning.
and everything that he wants to say to you. So Lord, we just thank you for your presence here. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your love. We thank you, God, that you have restored our lives today and that you've poured out your abundance upon us. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us reason to be cheerful today, that you've made our hearts glad. And we just pray, Lord, for each person here today. Lord, whether they're near to you or far from you, Lord, we pray that you would reveal your love to each one of us and that they would indeed find hope in the joy of the Lord and that they would begin to rejoice in the Lord their Savior. So we thank you for your time with us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can just come and and sit in your presence and find strength. We pray that you go with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand?